Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly look at life and finances with a twist where we talk about improving your overall relationship with money and building better financial habits. On each episode, I'll discuss real life situations and give y'all practical advice. The point of this podcast is to help you stay in your financial lane so you won't end up broke. I'm the creator and host, Richie. Now, let's jump into today's conversation. What's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? We back for season two, episode 102. Yes, y'all heard me right. Yes, I am bragging on myself. You know, I just learned something because... This past Friday, I went through this leadership selection process, and during this process, I was learning just how much I push myself, like I make myself small, like I don't make myself big, like I don't boast on myself. I didn't did 102 episodes, shout. <laughs> so y'all about to hear about it, and yes, we are in season two of the Mindfully Rich Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone for listening. See, this is when I wish I had sound effects. I'm going to get something soon. I can't promise when, child, but I definitely need some sound effects, okay? Because for moments like that, but I do always start with gratitude just because I appreciate all of y'all for listening, all of the shares, all of the encouragement. Y'all are the reason why I drop these gems on this podcast, the reason why I do this. So I always want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate it. If you are new to the Mindfully Rich Podcast streets, welcome. You're going to love it here, okay? I'm going to become your new best friend in your head, your new financial accountability partner, your new best girlfriend who loves to talk about money, all of the things. So welcome, all right? We're going to go ahead and jump into a few church announcements. I've been liking doing that, okay? Because think about church service, and I'm a church child, okay? Like literally one of the kids who didn't been to church all her life, like I used to be at church all day or whatever. So I like calling it the church announcements. Okay. So first church announcement for y'all, just to let you know, I am accepting advertising and sponsors. So if you would like to advertise your service, your business, or if you would like to sponsor the podcast itself or the let's talk about money segment, I am now taking those inquiries, I guess, interest. I don't know what that's called or whatever. But if you interested, go ahead and email me at mindfullyrichpodcast at gmail.com. I have the rate sheet. I can go ahead and get you started. So I'm looking to start this majority in September and going forward. I told y'all once I reached 100 episodes, I'm getting serious about this. I want to A, concentrate on building this community. So if y'all rocking with the kid, just so I can know you here, you rocking with me or whatever, go ahead and make sure that you follow me on the social media platform of choice that I've chosen is Instagram. So I'm at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast for the podcast page. I am looking to collect emails. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. Y'all know one woman team. Okay. Cause I got to get us all together. I got to figure out how I get the tribe all together so we can have like a space to discuss these episodes, because that's one thing that I really want to concentrate on now. Those of y'all that's really rocking with me so I can build the engagement up on the Instagram page for the podcast. So that's all coming. But once again, this was all about advertising. So if you do have a business or you have a service that you provide and you want to advertise, or if you want to sponsor, go ahead and hit me up, mindfullyrichpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. 
I also will be sending you, just in case if you want to know the details, the demographics of the podcast, child, I reach over 10,000 people monthly. I'm everywhere. I did not get the exact top five states, top five countries, but everybody listening, child. Okay. So I can provide that to you through email if you are looking to want to advertise. All right. So go on here to hit me up. Once again, I want to let y'all know that I am open for business. So y'all know that I have my breakthrough calls that I've been telling y'all about, I think for the last four episodes, just because I get lots of questions through DMs asking what this is. And so Lots of people are wanting to know, are my breakthrough calls for them? And so if you have a problem that's going on, say it's with your credit, your money, your finances in general, you tired of trying to figure it out yourself, child, and I get it. When you got a problem and you're trying to figure it out and you ain't coming up with the answer, it's time for you to get help. That's the reason why I created this breakthrough call. And it's not a long commitment. It's an hour call where we talk about whatever it is that's going on with your credit, with your money, with your overall finances. And it's a structured call. So that way we can analyze whatever the problem is, develop that plan of action, and then you move forward on your own so you can get it solved. All right. So I want to make sure that you know where you can go to book this, because if you're checking the notes of wherever you're listening at, wherever you're listening, whatever podcast platform you're listening or streaming on, the details should be there. You could just click where it says click here for the breakthrough call. Very easy. Okay, uh, go ahead and click there and then you can schedule an appointment with me. And then I also have the longer term option, which is the one on one coaching, which is a three month commitment, just like the breakthrough call. You got a problem, something going on in your finances. You want assistance with that. But this is going to have that accountability portion with it just because it's three month coaching. It's a three month commitment. Okay. And working with a coach, of course, is going to help you with developing your own self-discipline. So also have a slot for you to click there so you can reserve your one-on-one coaching. I guess get your first date. I don't know. Just go and check it out. That's what I think. That's what I think I'm trying to say. Yeah, you could do that. Why is this so puzzling? I don't know. Anyways, that's how y'all know that this is this is live. I don't go back. I don't be. Mm-mm. I do this in one take. That's it. That's it. That's where I'm at. All right. So those conclude the church announcements for today and i want to go ahead and move into the reason why y'all are here the let's talk about money segment and so today i am continuing on with the how to survive financially during a recession series and so initially i had told y'all that this was going to be like a nine ten part series I like to listen to my discernment because I truly do believe, although a heathen, okay, God does love me and I do listen to my discernment. I don't feel that it needs to be that long. I want to move on to something else. The guest that I had, I was going to try to tie it into the series, but the more I thought about it, I'm like, it really don't go here. So I'm just going to go ahead and conclude this series today. This is going to be the last episode of the series. And I'm like, it makes sense. So it's been four episodes in the how to survive financially during the recession. And y'all know I was talking about recession just because it's been big recession talk going on, right? You know that recently, I believe, was that like two weeks ago? I feel like it was two weeks ago when they announced the GDP numbers and they were talking about how the textbook definition of recession is when the GDP numbers have been down for two quarters. So yes, Those numbers have been down. Our economy has been slowing down for the last two quarters, right? 
But for some reason, they haven't officially called it. And I'm doing quote unquote, y'all can't really see me. They haven't officially called it a recession that's going on right now. Once again, I know just because I've been in the financial industry for a long time, I get a chance to talk to people who are feeling the effects of it. And I feel like because unemployment isn't low right now, they don't want to really call it. They're like, ah, we need, we kind of need both of them down to really make it seem like this is a recession. But the textbook, once again, the textbook definition of a recession has been called. But for some reason, the government... And the people who normally call and say, all right, it is an official recession. They haven't really said that. So that was one of the biggest reasons why I started this particular series, even though this information is going to live on. That's the thing I love about this podcast, because whether it's a recession right now, the one that we went through back in 2020, whether ah, the one in 2020 don't work, whether we have one that's coming up, that's years from now, my thoughts my advice, my information is still going to live on. So I wanted to make sure that I put something out there for those people who really are trying to survive financially during these times, just because inflation is still happening. Although gas is coming down, I'm one of those people, okay? I didn't been talking so much about how gas went up. Gas has went down. It's in the fours. I'm, I'm back in Cali. Okay, it's in the fours. Now it's like 460, 470 something, depending on what area you you in. So I got to go ahead and give it up to those prices are coming down. But food is going up. Other stuff is going up. These are inflated times. And I wanted to make sure that I gave y'all some content that you can utilize during this time for the people who need it. And you know, all my episodes are going to be according to who needs it. And this is the thing about money and finance. It moves and shifts, right, in seasons. And so you may be in a season where stuff is good, that's great. But let me tell you what, you live long enough, that season may turn real quick on you, all right? So I've learned, once again, that you do not judge a book by its cover. You do not look at somebody that's doing less than you and be like, oh, all they got to do is this, that, and the other. You never know what their story is. You never know what their season is. You don't know what chapter they in in their life, okay? So that was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to make sure that I made this series. And that's why we are going to go ahead and end it here because I think I've done good enough, okay? I'm going to go ahead and kind of recap for y'all just because if you haven't listened to all of the episodes of the series, and especially if today is your first episode, welcome once again, okay? So a recap on the series. The, in the first episode, I gave y'all three ways to start making passive income and create multiple income streams just because security and stability, those are my love languages. So I love talking about that with y'all and especially during uncertain times or in a recession, you definitely need to make sure that your coins is up. Okay, so you want to make sure that you know how to make other money other than your main source of income. All right. On the second episode of the series, I gave y'all tips to make your paycheck fit your lifestyle. Okay, that's truly the secret to managing your money. If you able to manage your lifestyle according to the coins that you have and not the opposite way, that means you won't overspend. That means you will be straight. You will be in a position where you're able to manage the things that you need first. Then you're able to see, all right, do I got enough of the things that I want? That's just how that works. All right. And on the third episode of the series, I gave y'all tips to stretch your money longer through. I introduced a new term, shrinkflation. 
and inflation because when we're talking about managing money, you have to have some sort of mindfulness, some intentionality, and you also need planning. So that's what that episode was all focused about. And here we are to today's episode where I am focusing on three habits that are killing your credit score, especially during these inflated times. That has been a mouthful, y'all. I got to take a break for a second. <laughs> I've been talking really fast. Y'all probably wondering why. Oh my God, I've just been super geeked. Lots lots of great things are going on over here, okay? With the Mindfully Rich podcast and also with the Mindfully Rich consultant child. Oh my goodness, just, just a lot of great things. So I'm super geeked. And y'all, I love talking about credit. Credit is like definitely, that's like my strong suit. But since we family, I'm gonna go ahead and say this to y'all because it's like, I've actually worked with people with their credit. I've I've been an underwriter. I've been the person who responds to credit disputes and all of those things. Like I know this thing like the back of my hand, right? But it was something about during the time when I first came out, like I used to go by Rich Girl Credit, right? That's been a while ago on Instagram. When I first got on Instagram, I think that was like maybe 2016, 2017 when I first started giving like credit tips. But I was so turned off by all of the people who were doing like credit repair and all of those things. And I was so in this thing of I need to separate myself because everyone would always ask, do you just do credit repair? And that's the word that people think of. And it's like, I like to think of it as like, we're looking at your credit goals. We're restoring what needs to be restoring. We're building what needs to be built. We're maintaining what we need to maintain. I like to look at it in a different way, but it feels like the only thing that translates is credit repair. So it was like, I don't even know how I got here, but... My main reason <laughs> for talking about this was telling you how much I love credit. Let me just go ahead and go back. All right, once again, <laughs> the three habits that are killing your credit score, especially during inflated times, okay? So I want to make sure that I tell y'all your credit is super important, and that's going to go really good with our first reason, right? A lot of people don't care about reviewing their credit reports. I have no idea why. I, I look, I for the life of me, I keep telling people, look, you need to review your credit report at least once a month. And lots of people be like, wait until the end of the year. Child, do what you think is right. That ain't right. That ain't going to help you either. Okay? And this is the thing. I'm telling you this just because this is something that I know. Y'all, these scammers, they is out here. I done received at least maybe six or seven scam emails in this last week. I was thinking about doing a whole series on scamming and identity theft just because it is running rampant. I got a video on my Instagram page right now about this older woman who got scammed out of $230,000. So it's like, y'all got to check your credit reports because these scammers, they will start a new account they will have your information. They and you, this is the thing. You only gonna see the account that the scammers created after it went into collections. Cause then when they got your information, they using it good for a good three, four months, sometimes five. But when it go into collections, that's when you're gonna see it on your credit report. You would also see it as an inquiry at first, but for those people who not checking your credit report, you don't even know. You probably looking like, what's an inquiry, right? That's the reason why you need to get well acquainted with your credit report and make sure that you are checking it monthly. And that's going to be the downfall. That's a habit that is killing your credit score, not reviewing your credit report. Lots of people concentrate on that score 
way too much. Your report is the thing you need to look at because if your credit report is wrong, your credit score is wrong. I always love to compare it to GPA. So remember back when we was in school, when we was in school, I don't know about y'all, but me and my peoples, we love to get a high GPA. We wanted to be on high honor roll. That's just how it was when I was in elementary school, junior high, we wanted a high GPA, right? And so I knew that I had to get all A's or all A's and some limited B's in order for me to achieve high honor roll, right? And if I needed to change my GPA, what do I need to change? If I need to change my GPA, what else needs to be changed? right? I'm doing this as if I'm in a classroom with y'all, okay? Your grade. So if I got to be in a class and I needed my GPA to be higher, that means I need to go to that teacher so I can see, yo, what can I do so I can go ahead and boost this up to an A, right? So I can get my GPA to boost up a little bit. So I hope that I have explained the reason why you need to be checking and reviewing your credit report because if you're not, this is a habit that is going to kill your credit score, okay? Let me also not be remiss by telling you where you can check your credit report. So, because I understand that there are new 18-year-olds every single day. There are new adults. There are new people who are moving into credit. So, some people may not know. So, there are so many different options where you can review your credit report. You can start with the three credit bureaus. The three major credit bureaus are Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. You could always go to any of their websites, any of their apps, and review your credit score there. My recommendation is going to be Credit Karma. The reason why I like Credit Karma, and it's another option too, but Credit Karma, you can check both your Equifax and TransUnion credit report. Lots of people get this messed up. They be like, but they not reporting my right score. The point of this is to review your credit report and they going to have your credit report there. You can at least get eyes on it and see is everything right? Because if it ain't right, you can go to the site, you can dispute it, you can get your score later. Your report is the main thing that you want to look at. And for your Experian credit report, you can just go on over there to the Experian app. I love Experian. They follow me on the Instagram child. So yes, I love them. I just love Experian credit report as a whole. I wish they would all just model it off of Experian just because it's seamless. It's it's easy to read. It's just, it's just the best. Okay. It's just the best. But regardless of that, you just need to make sure that you are checking it. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move over to the second habit that's killing your credit score. And that's going to be overspending on your credit cards. Right. So during I mean, and it's natural during inflated times, okay? Think about it like this. When it's inflated, when prices are inflated, you're spending more money. So depending on how much discretionary income you have, and once again, I talked about this already, but discretionary income is the money that you have after you've paid for all of your bills and of course, after taxes and all those things, but all of your bills and the things that you need to you need to pay for discretionary money is that disposable income is just the money after taxes. That's the amount of money that you're left with to pay the bills and whatever the things it is that you need to pay for. But discretionary money is the leftover money that ain't doing nothing. That's that money that you can save that money that can go towards your goals and things like that. Right. A lot of people don't have a lot of discretionary money right now. Check this out. If I ain't talking to you, you know who I'm talking to. Okay. <laughs> 
If you got the discretionary money, yes to you, okay? But I know a lot of people who don't. I help and coach lots of people who don't and coach them into finding ways so that they are able to find that discretionary money and able to make that discretionary money. Uh, ding, ding, ding. One way, increasing your income, your revenue streams, okay? But, you know, y'all will catch on sooner or later, okay? So getting back to my point when you start overspending, because especially when it's inflated times and you start resorting with supplementing your income with your credit cards, you're now spending more. And we can't forget about the 30% rule that exists for credit cards, okay, that affect your credit score. When you spend over 30% in relation to your limit on your credit card, although you may have for example, a $1,000 limit. If you keep a balance of over $300, your credit score is going to go down. I'm not telling you not to do that. I'm just telling you when it starts to kill your credit score, okay? You can do whatever the hell you want to do, okay? I am not your mama, okay? You can do whatever, but I am here to make sure that I am talking about the things that can kill your credit score. And that's one of the fastest ways that your credit score goes down. So want to make sure that you understand that because lots of people, when they don't have discretionary money, what they do is they supplement their income with credit. So finding those ways, going back to those episodes, if you do need to find money in your actual paycheck, like find ways to stretch your paycheck and be able to pay for those things, those inflated things that you now, that you still need, right? Finding those ways. So you want to do that instead of supplementing your income with your credit cards and check this out. I get it. I didn't been there and done that. Okay. That's the thing. I am not falling short of any of these things. Okay. I've been here. That's the reason why I love being a financial educator because I get a chance to speak from experience and also speak from the education that I've gotten from my certification and knowing financial education and also life experience from myself and others and hundreds of thousands of people that I interact with regarding their money. Okay. So that's the second, that's the second habit that is killing your credit score. All right. And the last habit that's killing your credit score is not paying your bills on time. Your bills that report to your credit reports. All right. Now, I want to make sure that I say that again, because lots of people may say my utilities. No, your utilities are not on your credit report. Whether or not the willing things that are on your credit report, that's a whole nother conversation. I can't go into that one today. But your mortgage, your car note, your student loans, your personal loans, anything that is a loan, anything that you had to have your credit reviewed in order for you to get. And they told you we will be reporting these to the three major credit bureaus. Those are the things that I'm talking about being paid on time. And so lots of people's definition of on time is different. I get that. I understand. I'm here to go ahead and clear, clarify that for y'all. When you want to pay your bills, it's not on time. Okay. When you get the money, that's not on time, okay? Check this out too, right? I get it. Everybody has their different situations and life seasons that they go through, right? So that may be the only time that you can pay your bills is when you get the money. And it may be after the actual time that you need to pay. I get it. I'm just here to give you the education around knowing what on time looks like. And if you're not paying the bills that report to your credit report on time, letting you know how it kills your credit score. I want to make sure that we very clear. All right. So to the three major credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian and TransUnion, 
on time is if your due date is on the 15th, that payment is due within 30 days after that time. So the 15th, say your, your, your payment is due on August 15th, right? You have until the 30th day after your due date to pay it for it to report to the credit bureaus as being on time. All right, go back and rewind that if you need to hear that again. All right, I said it pretty pretty slow, pretty clear. Thought it was pretty good, okay? But to whoever your loan issuer is, so whoever has your mortgage, whoever has your car note, whoever has your personal loan or whatever other loan it is that you have, to your loan servicer or loan issuer, depending on what they may decide to go by, their late date is going to be a little different. Their late date might be, Eight o'clock. Okay. For Chase, I have a Chase credit card. And if I don't make my payment by eight o'clock because I'm on West Coast time, if I don't make my payment by eight o'clock, it's considered late. And I'm like, yo, that's eight o'clock Eastern time. That ain't eight o'clock my time. <laughs> why I gotta, why I gotta make that, you know, by then, but that's their rule. Okay. Some people for some loan issuers, loan servicers, it may be a day, it may be two days, it may be 10 days. You would have to call them and find out what their late is, but their late is going, their consideration of late is going to be different than the three major credit bureaus version of if you have a late payment. And I'm here to tell you, if your payments are late, that's the number one thing that is keeping your credit score low and it is killing that credit score. Once again, I am very understanding of situations, child. I didn't been there. I'm just here to make sure I'm educating you on if you are someone who is trying to get your credit score to increase, these are the things that can kill your credit score and decrease your credit score the fastest. Okay. All right, y'all. That's it. This is a quick episode. I like that. Yeah, I came on in. Oh, you know, to be honest with you, this ain't even as quick as I thought it was going to be. I literally planned on this being like a 10 minute episode. I was like, we're going to go on here, go in here, hyped up since I'm feeling good. Nah, it's been longer. Okay, but that's it, y'all. That's all I got. Ain't got no more. I didn't already gave y'all all the church announcements. Y'all make sure that y'all know I am open for business, the Mindfully Rich Consultant. So wherever it is that you are listening on whatever streaming platform you're listening on, you can click so that you can see the services that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode. Also, any other additional services that I have. Make sure you follow up and check with me on Instagram. The podcast page is at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast podcast and y'all make sure that y'all live life mindfully intentionally and on purpose and until next time when i hit y'all with another one